Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes. Ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Ah, yes, we're back at it another Saturday when we talk real estate, always welcoming your phone calls and text messages related to real estate. In fact, before where we say, I can't say hi to Chris because He's not here. He's not. But Andy's here. Well, thank you. And uh, no, thank you. (laughs) This would be a lot of silence if you guys weren't here this hour. Uh, I was going to give the phone number and the text number. Go ahead. Before we say hi. 651-989-9226 for your real estate-related questions. uh, Or uh, send a text, and that's 81807. Well, Andy's here. Chris is taking the – I know he's seeing his son. He is over in Denmark. It yeah. sounds like a real uh, exciting trip so far. They've had a lot of you know following him on Facebook. It's kind of fun. Oh, I haven't seen that, Very but he, uh, he. I'm sure they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, enough yeah. said. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, where where is Rooney not having fun? You know, the guy he brings it with him. So that's true. But yeah, so we were thinking, hey, you know, we're talking real estate. So we thought uh, one of the guys that we've had on the show before, Jeff Schultz with uh, Remax Advantage Plus, out of the Waconia market. And uh, we brought Jeff back into co-host with us today. And good morning, Jeff. Thanks for coming in. Hey, good morning, Danny and Andy. I'm glad to be here. But I thought we were talking to Twins baseball, not real estate. So, <laughs> Well, we could do both if we wanted to. <laughs> but you know, that, the Waconia area is a great area. It's that fantastic. It really is in the – I like that. Oh, well, yeah? Don't What's so good about it? No, what sorry. do you mean now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, where do, how much time do I have? Let's see. We're 30 miles from here. Uh, Waconia, obviously our big attraction out there is Lake Waconia. We are the second largest lake in the metro area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, 45 minutes into downtown. We've got a, a thriving community, a great hospital, great schools, uh, three wineries, a distillery, wow. a brewery. That's got to be one of the best uh, ratios in the state for wineries to people. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I know, Denny, you've <laughs> no been wonder out there quite the Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is – I didn't realize they had that uh, – that that kind of stuff going on there. Yeah, a couple yeah. more miles down the road. Yeah, yeah it's some great. good food too. I think some great food. We got some great restaurants yeah. out there. Uh, town team baseball, great golf. We've got it all. Some great festivals. Uh, you know, uh, our, uh, well, more importantly, since we're on a, a real estate show, how's the uh, real estate market out that way? Well, uh, Andy, it's it's right now it's full on. So mm-hmm. our February our spring market got going a little bit later this year with the uh, slow spring start, but you know. In the last three to four weeks, it's it's really popped. Uh, 
sellers drug their feet a little bit to get their homes on the market. You know, a lot of that activity seems to usually get going late February and March. Yeah. And this year, it just seemed like a lot of the sellers drug their feet to list. Yep. And uh, with that now, you know, with the full bloom and the ice off the lake, it's go time. It's lakeshore season. Mm-hmm. And uh, sellers are active getting their homes on the market. And the activity's really picked up here now the last three, four weeks. You know, and, and you and I both gauge this when we watch, like, the amount of showings that we're getting on the listings that are out there. And it, it just has, Denny. I mean, the the traffic has really increased. I mean, it was... It was for a little while kind of slow. You're almost thinking, is this, are we going to head into a slower market? But I think what happened is when the rates got adjusted, which by the way, mortgage rates again this week adjusted down, which means lower payments on the same house or it gives you more buying power. So some of those buyers that were, you know, frustrated, and we actually brought a specialist in to talk about this, um, the buyers that were, uh, struggling in that first-time homebuyer category, this, when rates go down, this allows them to spend a little bit more for the same payment, which is nice because then yes. they can – it brings more opportunities their way, and uh, that's something that we're going to talk about a little later in the show. So, Okay. Again, here's the phone number, 651-989-9226 for your real estate questions. Again, the text number, if that's easier, is 81807. We talk real estate this hour every Saturday here on News Talk 830 WCCO. What else are we going to talk about? Well, you know, Jeff, you guys out in uh, Waconia, I know you guys have quite a variety of, of stuff going on in the West Metro, and obviously the market's hot, but what are the really for trending? So people listening, they're thinking about listing their houses, and I mean, what are important things to think about right now that you're seeing that maybe is different from last year that people have heard before on the show? Well, curb appeal is always important, but the common thing I get when I visit with home sellers, they they often talk about, you know, I'm I'm not going to do this paint, or I'm not going to touch this up, I'm not going to re- replace this or fix this. I'm going to let the buyer, you know, choose their own selections. And I, for the vast majority of of sellers, I think that's a bad idea. You know, buyers they want to come in and they don't have the you know the the time or the resources to always make mm-hmm. those improvements. So, I think having something turnkey and ready to go uh, is really key. In all price ranges? Yes, all price ranges. Even that, you know, that, that first-time home buyer to the move-up buyer to yeah. even the lakeshore buyer to, uh, you know, your, you know, your downsizing couple going from the bigger two-story to all main floor living. They don't, mm. they don't want to take on a project. They want to come in and have that thing. Well, and I think too, you know, I, th- I think my experience with that is is very reflective of what you've just said, and I, I feel that there's also the. Um, perspective that they want it done, even if it's the wrong color or whatever, they still want it done. And they may come in, but they don't have to do it right away. Exactly. So they may say, oh, don't you hate this color? We're going to repaint it in a year. So they still get to move in and take the pressure off of feeling the the need to want to remodel immediately. And it, it just makes the transaction smoother, easier, you know. Absolutely, it does. You know, there's been so many times I've uh, shown a host with, with a client and uh, – the sellers have had, you know, some some odd colors in there or some older flooring, and they finally go make that change, and boom, within a week the house sells. You know? Yeah, exactly. So what are you seeing out there with uh, – are you guys seeing multiple offers in all price ranges? Are you seeing a little slower than that, or what, what's happening out there? The market we're, we're at in that Waconia and the surrounding communities, under mm-hmm. 350, very hot, under 400, very hot. Um, that would be, you know, your first-time homebuyer homes, the real – uh, active market is still that main floor living people downsizing. So mm-hmm. the one level townhomes to the Ramblers, that market's really good, and it's lake season. So Lakeshore, something offering a you know access to the lake or directly on the lake. Mm-hmm. You know we've uh, since the ice went out. You know there's been a few listings that have come up. So we are seeing multiple offers. You know if it's priced right, shows good, mm-hmm. and it's under three fifty. 
it's you know not uncommon. What about on water? Are you guys seeing that uh, that on the lake? What are price ranges? I'm just curious because I've never actually shopped sure. that market. I'm sure yeah. listeners are too. What so if I want to live on the lake? In that great community, what I mean, what kind of price range can I expect to invest? Well, Waconia differs a lot from the other surrounding smaller lakes. The, the big demand, you know, the pricing on Waconia is much different. So, you know, we have lots on Waconia that, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand dollar lots. Mm-hmm. You can still buy an existing home though, you know, built in the sixties, seventies, fifties for you know under a million bucks. And if you get on one of the smaller side lakes, then there's still some inventory that runs, you know, from mm. six hundred to a million. That's that's kind of almost metro pricing out there that's on, on the lake. That's yeah, because, I mean, I think people are realizing how close that community is. I, I think that there's not that big of a, you know, when you get to Eden Prairie, it's it's just another, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes yeah, on the 15 road? 15 minutes on the road, you bet. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people are saying, hey, can I get, what do I get for that extra drive? Yeah. You know, is it, you know, schools or the, two, you know, student-teacher ratio is better? Are the, you know, just less traffic or whatever they're looking for? Small town feel. We've got, you know, just a lot of amenities out there and, you know, you get yourself on one of those smaller lakes, definitely you know, less traffic, more you know, low-key. Exactly. What about the school system? You touched on that a little bit. What, what are the comments about the school system there? Well, we, you know, the schools are fantastic. We've grown a lot of programs, whether it be that hockey to uh, lacrosse to, you know, so the sports are fantastic, but the uh, schools definitely made a recognition on our, our just excellent quality of school. You've got a couple little munchkins out there, don't you? Yeah, I do, Andy. I've got uh, twins, Grady and Ellie, who are seven. Wow. <laughs> well, hi, guys. Out in Waconia, probably having a nice day. Hopefully it's a little sunnier out there than yeah. it is downtown. My goodness, it's pretty gloomy down here. But uh, but that's cool. Well, you know, Jeff, um, with your years of experience, not only I just kind of a quick little what an overachiever this guy is and, and solid you know, guy, he's also a pilot. Um, it, there's been a few times where we, uh, we've had the, uh, the experience of having uh, Jeff in the front of the plane and us in the back, which we giggle at because we're like, you know, obviously he's a good pilot because we made it every time we've been with him, but it's, uh, kind of a fun thing. And then you, you guys are really just, you've got a great reputation on that market. That's why we bring you guys back in here is because you're, you're solid business. Um, you support the community and it's just, it's, it's great to see. Well, thank you very much, Andy. We, we love Waconia and the surrounding communities. We're, we're passionate about it. You know, we love when people come out there. Usually what ends up happening, they come out to visit a friend or a family for one of our events out there, whether yeah. that be Nickel Dickel Day, Fourth of July fireworks or something. Nickel, nickel what? Nickel Dickel Day. Really? Okay. You've never heard that before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Denny, you been out for it? No. Well, wait a minute. No, I have not. No, we've <laughs> well, we'll talked get you about out there. it. We'll get you out there. With our, with our friend, newly retired Jim Gilbert. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, talked okay. about that a lot, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So they usually end up coming out and visit, fall in love with Waconia, and, and we love working with those folks, showing them around the lake, the community, and, and what it all has to offer. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We have more show to come. If you have a real estate question, call it in or text it in, 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. Good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on CCO. If you have that kind of a question, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. If you're just joining us, uh, Chris is, uh, well, he'll be back next week. Yeah. But he's taken the, the, the uh, few days off to see he's in Europe. Yeah, over in Denmark. Uh, so Visiting his uh, football-playing son. Yep, yep. Not bad. I guess they're doing really well, too. They uh, Are they? Yeah. It's interesting, though, that they have to announce it as American football when they're selling the seats or whatever. Because well, obviously the soccer and it's, uh, yeah, football. It's football. Yeah. All right. Uh, we were when you if you're just joining us, we we're coming back here during the break. We want to talk about uh, first time home buyers. Okay. And who did you bring with you today? Well, we've got Jeff Schultz, and then uh, Jeff invited along uh, Laura Falk, and Laura 
is a agent out in the same kind of West Metro kind of area. Yes. Yep. That's correct. And you like to work with first time buyers. And our big question is why? No. Yes. <laughs> I love, What's wrong with I love, you? Right? Yeah. I love the opportunity for coaching and educating there. They're eager to learn and they need a guiding hand. And I just love, you know, bringing that knowledge you know, to them and, and just letting them feel really com- comfortable and confident uh, you know, with the process as we get started. They, they do say that, Jeff. Jeff and I go to tons of seminars and they talk about how the real estate agents that are successful in today's market take the role of a teacher mm-hmm. and instead of being a salesperson. And, and it's, you know, educating the consumer and making sure they're aware of all the options so they can make a decision that's good for them, I think is a great strategy. Absolutely. Yep. They want to not feel lost uh, in the process. They just, you know, want to be able to understand, you know, why is this happening or what are, you know, what are we waiting for? What are we doing? And um, I love that communication piece and just being able to be helpful there. Interesting. So, you know, if we were, I'm a listener out there and this is me always thinking like a listing agent and I'm thinking of listing my house and I know that my house is going to fall into that first time home buyer kind of category, which by definition, Jeff, uh, Laura, what, what do you guys think is first time home buyer nowadays? What would you categorize it as? Yeah, literally first time home, first time, to, you know, home ownership. And then, you know, price point out our way is typically, you know, up to 300, 350, yeah. just like Jeff had mentioned. And um, maybe an age group of about what, Laura? You know, up to 35. I think mm-hmm. uh, National Association of Realtors from 2018 said average was 32. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's funny is I had a customer a couple weeks ago where she actually was up on the lake and she was in an uh, like RV trailer thing or whatever, mm-hmm. moved back to the mm-hmm. cities to get closer to the kids, and she was a first-time home buyer by, yeah. by def. So, you know, there's some cool programs available over in St. Paul that we took advantage of, and and uh, and, and she was not in her 30s. Right. She looked like it, but she was probably in her 60s. But yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and that leads me to think, Andy, there's, you know, the old myth out there that a lot of people think that you have to have. 20% down in order to be a home buyer. Laura, yeah. can you touch on that a little bit? What do we Yeah, I get that question a few times a year, you know, if I, if I don't have 20% down, is this is this even an option for me? You know, I don't I don't think I can do it and uh, that's surprising. There are programs in certain areas that are 0% down. Uh, mm-hmm. Great first-time homebuyer programs, or you can do as little as 3% down, 3.5% down. So there's lots of financing options that people are not aware of, I find. Huh, that's really interesting. And so with the different kinds of financing that are available out there, um, you know, like, you know, you obviously have your FHA where it's like three and a half percent down, but mm-hmm. you guys even have some rural stuff that I believe is zero. Yeah. Correct? Yep. So that zero percent down is called rural development and the area has to qualify for that. Um, you can actually plug in the physical address for the property and find out if it would qualify for buyer fi- financing of rural development. So that's a great, great program uh, for people, especially first time homebuyers. Just, yeah, a little farther drive maybe for somebody that, that mm-hmm. you know, if they work in Eden Prairie or the, you know, south uh, west corner of the cities. But what a cool way to get into a house. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and Waconia is in that area. Yeah. Yep. So so what um, when you guys are out there and you're actually uh, looking at first time house, you know, kind of uh, buyers, what what are they really looking for specifically? I mean, because obviously you educate them, you spend some time understanding the financing. Yeah. But when they're walking through these houses, what what I mean, what is there a checklist that they're looking for? Or what are yeah. what are we Typically, what I find is they're looking for something that's fairly move-in ready, uh, clean, neutral colors. Um, I've been finding, you know, built within the last 20 years, they, they might not want the maintenance of, you know, 100-year-old home. Um, open concept is still a big thing I hear a lot. We want that open kitchen to the dining room for entertaining or, you know, having the kids in the next room over where you can still see them. Um, so just, yeah, low maintenance, uh, not too many upgrades, you know, if you're a seller and you're thinking, God, you know, what should I do here? We're listing. Do I do the full kitchen? 
uh, remodel and, you know, keeping those upgrades to a minimum as that pushes that budget. I was just going to say, so we, cause this is a conversation I think almost every week people call into the show. They ask, Hey, we we're going to remodel this part of the house. Should we mm-hmm. do it? This is the expense we're looking at. And, and so if I'm listening, uh, you're, you're basically saying update without, over-investing for the marketplace. Correct. Yeah, when I'm talking with sellers that I work with, I say, you know, on the listing side, do those recommendations that the stager provided of a paint refresh with neutral colors, maybe updating light fixtures, hardware, Mm -hmm. more of the low-cost items that'll really just you know, appeal to all buyers, not just first-time home buyers. And then it's pretty inexpensive, too. So it just freshens it up and, yeah, again, makes it just appealing to a wide demographic. So what do you think the average first time buyer, are they looking for the three bedroom, two bath, or can they buy a two bedroom? You know, I mean, those are the, because one of our best questions we get, Jeff, and I mean, you do too, unless should I finish the basement and add that extra bedroom and bathroom? And it depends on the, it always, we always say it depends. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So do do they want that space or do they seem to want to build that equity themselves? A lot of the times they do want to build that equity if they don't need it. If there's already two or three bedrooms Mm -hmm. on the main and this is their, you know, first house they're getting into that's typically fine, and they, you know, they would rather down the road when they someday sell, you know, put the, the time and money into that project. So cute, clean, affordable. Yes. And let them have some blue sky. Yes. Right. <laughs> they can make some money too. What do you think, Jeff? So when you guys, as a, as a listing agent out in that marketplace, when first time buyers are coming in, are they looking for anything unusual? I mean, I'm not trying to. There's not a conspiracy there. Obviously, first time you know buyers are not different. It's just that a lot of times I think the word limitations. They have limitations with their budgets or limitations mm-hmm. with how far they want to drive or whatever. What What are you seeing out there? I mean, uh, other areas, you know, areas that they like to entertain, whether that be a patio or a deck or an area in wow. the house that they like to entertain. You know, that that comes up often, you know. We like to entertain. We like to entertain. So as a seller, you think about that, that that, that time frame of the formal dining, you know, that's not real real popular anymore. Yeah. So. That's interesting, huh? So another, another hangout area, because that's like with split entries a lot of times, you build a two-bedroom, one-bath split with a two-car garage, and there's a family room upstairs. And if it's a younger single guy, he'll say, hey, I want to rent out the bedroom or the basement, right? Mm-hmm. And so having that – and then they, they realize real fast that they don't like the same TV shows and they have different sleeping schedules. So having that mm-hmm. separate hangout area a lot of times with that first-time buyer might be beneficial. You know, if obviously if the rentals are allowed in that area, it's a great way to make a first-time home buyer even more stable yeah. in that property. So, huh. That's awesome. I would imagine decluttering, if you're looking to sell, is still, I mean, you guys talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Laura, you, you can maybe touch yeah, base on absolutely. some. absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, when we work with sellers, too, we, we recommend we do a staging consult with that, and they touch on decluttering, and they make some recommendations as well. And that's the, decluttering is the biggest one. We want minimalist, you know. It feels stark. I know sometimes sellers are like, oh, man, you know, is this is this appealing to anybody? And, you know, less is more. You want people to be able to envision their, you know, family, their furniture, their you know, decor style in the space. So uh, really heavy or extra furniture pieces or, you know, collections or family photos are things we recommend that they, you know, pull back on so mm-hmm. that you can envision. You know. Sure. So, you know, when we come back, maybe we can talk about the, the uh, inevitable, the family getting involved with the first-time home buyer. Yeah. Mom and dad, are they, you know, helping or whatever else? And maybe when we come back, we can talk a little bit about sure. that. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. We'll take this break. We have another half hour of the show to go. So if you have a question related to real estate, by all means, call it in at 651-989-9226. Text number, meanwhile, 81807. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to more Real Estate Talk here on CCO. Chris is off today, but Andy Prasky is still in. And you have, for those just joining us, you brought some special guests. I sure did. I've got Jeff Schultz from the Jeff Schultz team out of Waconia, uh, REMAX Advantage Plus, and Laura Falk is along with. 
you guys, obviously, we talked a little earlier in the show about what's happening out in the West Metro, but we started talking about first-time homebuyers. Laura, is that's one of her favorites, is educating first-time homebuyers and spending time with them. But the, the big thing that we all, <clears throat> assuming that it's usually a younger buyer, will have the guidance of a loving parent. And yes. and let's talk about that just a little bit. I mean, that's kind of the elephant in the room sometimes yeah. when we're selling houses is that we think we have a solid deal until the inspection and dad comes along and oh, does man. what? Oh, man. The furnace, the water heater, oh, the roof. Uh, well, no, we're, we're, I'm a dad. I'm protective, <laughs> yeah, too. I protect my little girl and my absolutely. son. I mean, you know, so I think about those things as well. And so maybe we should just brush a little bit on the, the fact that that's a reality. There's a buyer, but there's also a buyer behind the buyer. Yes. Okay. So how do we handle that? Well, go ahead, Laura. Yeah. So when I'm, I've been in that situation where the buyer is feeling really stressed out. They were excited about something really excited. They had the inspection. They were okay with the inspection. You know, they took it to a parent and said, you know, I don't know. I think it was great. And then it was, oh, this is awful. You know, this is not good. This isn't something you should buy. And they're in tears almost (laughs) calling you going, well, I don't know if, I don't know if I should do this anymore, you know? And, and so on that end, you know, it's counseling them and saying, yeah, you know, yes, these are valid, um, you know, concerns. Let, Mm -hmm. let's talk through it. You know, do you still like the house? If you're excited about it, let's, you know, let's see what we can do. Um, on the listing side, you know, if there are big concerns as far as, you know, the roof is bad, the windows are shot, um, there are some safety concerns that are that are glaring. A lot of those first-time homebuyers are obtaining uh, government financing where those issues will arise at some point in the transaction and have to be dealt with. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that's something that we can tackle prior, you know, to listing, um, that's definitely helpful for both sides, you know, in ensuring a smoother transaction. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah I think I mean, it, yeah. Addressing a lot of those big ticket items before you put it on the market, counseling and sellers, it's going to open up the door to several different age groups and, right. you know, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, when you think about that, too, as, as somebody else that's guiding behind the scenes, I mean, one of the proactive ways we've done this in the past as a listing agent is you make sure that the big items, the windows, the roof, the furnace, yeah. you know, carpet, they overlook, wood floors, they can be fixed, paint, they can usually have redone. Um, I've also had people calling out garage doors, driveways, you know, things that look like, yeah. And so you you get into that bucket and then you have this diminished return where, you know, Hey, my house is only going to sell for two fifty, and I don't want to stick 30,000 into sell it for two fifty. Yeah. So then you start looking at the marketplace and you say, okay, am I really ready to sell or not? And I think that's Mm -hmm. the key that a lot of people, they they're close, but deferred maintenance, man, it's fat. It's amazing how fast deferred maintenance can destroy a house. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. So, but anyway, so kind of getting back to the the mom, the dad thing, you know, when you, how many of those folks have um, a co-signer or a, that, that mom or dad helping purchase the house with a deposit? Yeah, definitely. I've had, um, you know, names on purchase agreements there um, just to help you know, son or daughter out and to make mm-hmm. it a, a, you know, possible for them to get into their first home. Do you see multi-generational needs in that price range too? Um, not as much uh, in our area. No. We, I've actually, you know, guys, I've seen this quite a bit now, in the, at least in the spring market, well, and even last fall, where we're building even new houses where mom or dad is involved, and mom or dad is giving the extra $100,000 for the deposit mm-hmm. um, so the basement can be finished or they can put a main-level bedroom on the house so that it's it's functional for literally everybody in the family. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I've had some experience recently looking at these assisted livings and nursing homes where I've had friends and colleagues of mine going to, to live and it, it people go broke fast, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where maybe mom, you can have her living with you for five years instead of you know it it could save your family substantial investment. Yeah, you know so. 
We're talking about, among other things, first-time home buyers. But I want to jump in with a couple of uh, text messages that you, you can uh, uh, reply to if you respond to if you like. With the recent tax changes, am I better off renting or buying? It's a great question. Um, you know, I, I guess when it comes down to the tax laws that are out there, they they've got the one-time deduction. Um, so actually, it makes it fair for everybody in a weird way. It gave a, a kind of an advantage to the renting market in a. Depends on how you want to look at it. But in, in essence, there's always still the deduction of your, your mortgage interest. So if you're an earner and you're earning more than the average or you're earning even average wages, it's really a nice way to take some of the burden off the tax bill at the end of the year. Um, a lot of people, I think I think that's a, the reason why a lot of young buyers buy. You know, what do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I would agree with that. That's, you know, one of the first things that when we visit with buyers is say, what are the advantages of home ownership? And it's, and it's still brought up all the time. So not only do you ride the appreciation train, if there is such a thing, like we have the, geez, the last, you know, several years mm-hmm. have been very healthy returns on just appreciation. And then you also have the tax deduction. So there's times where people ask me, and maybe, Laura, you can comment on this. People say, well, I just can't afford it. I'm going to try to save and we know the equations against them because, you know, if, if percentage of interest goes up, yeah. houses appreciate, and then you can't save as fast as those other things are going up, it kind of leaves the person in the same spot in a couple years. Right. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of people that say, you know, I think I'll just rent. I, you know, that, that seems you know cheaper, and it, it's not. I mean, a lot of the times when I work with a renter, you know, previous renter that is buying their first house, you know, a month or two down the road, they, they'll contact me and say, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm saving so much. I guess I didn't realize, you know, this is right. such a, a great idea. I'm glad, you know. So switched. what do you do if you meet the client that actually doesn't have the perfect credit? You know, that first-time buyer that wants to buy the house. How do you guide somebody like that? Yeah, I think it's working, having a good um, referral base for great lenders who can just counsel them. You know, what, what do we need to do here to get you in a comfortable position? I'm um, looking at that debt-to-income ratio, um, coming up with a plan. So you know, having those great lenders, you can... Uh, refer them you know, to and, and have those conversations. Sure. And I think a lot of those lenders too will guide uh, the buyers that don't have credit yet. Like they're, Correct. you know, they're right out of college. They, you know, they're the reason why they have a 580 is because they just haven't have any recorded credit. You know right. I mean? It's exactly. like, it's not because it's, it's bad. It's just, they don't have any. Right. So, but that's an interesting plan. So we also brought in Denny, another surprise. Yeah. We brought in uh, Ben Smothers and Ben uh, is also out in the Waconia market with Advantage Plus, Remax Advantage Plus. The, now, you're kind of a you, – you pride yourself or you hang your hat on being an acreage guy. You can find the deals. You can find the hunting land. You can find the hobby farm. Or what? what's the real story? Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, in the last uh, couple of years, I've been fortunate enough to work with uh, many different buyers that are searching that uh, small acreage hobby farm uh, lifestyle. We're being in Waconia. We're uh, right on the edge of the uh, metro area and. A lot of farmland out there, woods, river, lakes. So um, people like that idea of raising their family um, on some acreage, some privacy, the ability to kind of do uh, different things. And um, like, what what are they doing out there? I mean, is it is it you know horses? Is it four wheelers? Is it hunting land? What what are people looking for? Yeah, a lot of it is uh, hobby farms with animals, chickens. Um, that's kind of a popular request nowadays to have the land that they can. Uh, Go hunt on, go uh, build tree forts for the kids and right pole sheds to storage. Yeah, um, that's one of the things too with the outbuildings. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. got the toys, the boats, the snowmobiles that uh, they like that space to be able to use them, and they need the the building to um, store them in. So that's a lot of uh, our buyers are looking for that uh, style of property. Okay, so with with an accessory building, I mean, what is and maybe Jeff, you can jump on on this topic too. When we get into having those 
accessory buildings. Let's say I want to run a little cabinet shop or I want to run a little uh, you know hobby shop, make something I can sell at the craft fairs or whatever. Are we are we allowed to do that out in your neck of the woods, or is that no no? Well, that, there again, I mean that's for the I want to say for the most part uh, a no no. If you're running a business out of it, it depends where it's at. If you're mm-hmm. you know getting a special you know use permit or something or other, but uh, you know I would say the vast majority of our clients, Ben, and you can jump in here. There, what they're seeking is not necessarily to run a business out of it. Is is really that that freedom, spread their wings, play, store stuff, garden, hmm. you know. Not the auto body shop that uh, right, has right, car right, parts right. all over their yard. Right. Yeah, the, the neat thing about where we're located is that uh, you can be out in the country but still be close enough in proximity to all the amenities that Waconia has to offer and most of Carver County too. So um, the ability for them to have a nice commute but still come home and be on some acreage is very appealing to a lot of people. Yeah, so so what – okay, me, the money guy, right? What are we seeing for prices out there? So if I'm I'm a first-time buyer and I want to go out there, can I find a place for 250 300 not likely, no. Okay. How Not about three fifty? Getting closer, yeah. It's gonna be smaller acreage, maybe an older home um mm-hmm. that needs some maintenance eventually down the road. What but, about buying a, a raw piece of land and then I'm gonna build it in the future? Yeah, that there's uh definitely definitely opportunities in that uh price range, but when you buy the land for say two hundred, then you gotta build a four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar home. That's where a lot of the newer construction prices are coming in right now. So mm-hmm. you're getting to. Uh, so you might want to strategize a little bit before you head out there and buy that two hundred thousand dollar lot because you may not want to have a six hundred thousand dollar investment. Mm-hmm. So, but the existing market, you could find them something nice for three fifty to five fifty. Oh yeah, for sure. There's yeah. a. I mean, that's where a lot of the opportunities um, lie within that four hundred to six hundred price point. Tell you what, we uh, we're talking among other things about a first time home buyer. We're not limiting our. Uh, uh, questions and answers about that, but let's go to the phones. I think Delreen in Minneapolis has one for for us all. Go ahead, Delreen. Yes, I have a mortgage free home with my husband, and he's passed away. So, what do I need in order to put my house on the market, other than a death certificate? Well, if you have you settled the estate. Not yet. Okay. So usually what you want to do is make sure to talk to a, uh, a family attorney that will actually allow you to settle out the estate, make sure that everything's being done properly so that you can have a clear conscience moving forward with selling assets or, or buying new assets because you may, you know, want uh, something different. So, um, yeah, that's where I would start and then um, go from there. Or I would say is get in touch with, you know, one of your local real estate professionals and start that process early. It, it, you know, I think the seller that reaches out to an agent and just discusses staging, kind of the topics that we talked about earlier, what can I do to prep my home mm-hmm. so that it's, you know, show ready if some of those projects are going to take two, three, four months. Right. Well, and you know, Jeff, too, this is an interesting, we, we talked about this this morning, we went to breakfast early, Denny, mm-hmm. we forgot to invite you, sorry about that. Uh, that's all right, I had stuff to do. <laughs> used, used to it, right? <laughs> and uh, we were talking about that, we were saying, well, so hey, is this where I call one of these companies that will buy my house for me, and I don't have to deal with it? And I, I, I don't think so. I mean, we talked about this, where in today's market, right. it's so good, you don't have to sell your house at a wholesale price to get it right. sold fast. You can sell houses that aren't perfect. You can sell houses that need to be cleaned out. I mean, I've, I've, we just looked at this up in the North Metro here. We had a property that was they, – they just don't have the the ability to do this. And so we're like, hey, sort for sale, and this is part of the package. So, you know, there are buyers out there that will come in, and you, you have to be fair on your price. But, I mean, wouldn't you agree, Jeff? Absolutely, I agree. You know, and there's services and companies out there that can assist with, you know, prepping that home, a little paint, a little bit of – uh, new floor covering or whatever it is, and updating a few things, and you know what? But, uh, but I definitely think it, you know the vast majority of sellers in, 
uh, our caller today who's inquiring would be, yeah. you know, I think. So you think that you think they can stretch that, you know, and actually get that to where you buy a buyer. And anyway, I just, I, I just, I always, I think that people sometimes feel like they're stuck. And I just want to, I think you're bringing up some great points, Jeff, is that you don't have to feel stuck. You can interview different agents, look for the, the agent that's worked with one of your friends or family before where you trust that individual and help and them put a plan in you. place. Yeah, yeah. Put a plan in place. It makes sense for you. You don't have to hire a wholesaler. You don't have to do whatever you can usually do fine. And I know a lot of uh, the widowers where we have that situation where they feel like, well, this was my husband's business or this was his stuff or whatever. Um, sometimes it's okay to get a consultant in there like a, a stager and have them help you with that stuff and guide you on what to do with the you know, stuff. And I'll tell you what, yeah. before we take a break, uh, Lee in Brooklyn Park is on the horn with a question. Uh, Lee, what is your question for everybody? Um, so I've been looking at building a house. Uh, there's a... The, the decision is to do it now or wait a year. There's, I live in Brooklyn Park where they're going to maybe build a new freeway. Well, they are. But it, the decision is there. They're not going to tell me until this December if they're going to take my house or not. Uh, I want to know how much it's going to cost me if I wait another year to build my home. And is the cost of my existing home going to increase so I don't have to pay that much to build a new home? Well, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Jeff. Why don't you answer that one? Well, um, the unknown of whether they're going to buy your house or not. Um, a couple things I would take into consideration if, if uh, you know, money's cheap to borrow right now. Um, the, the cost to build, um, how much is that going to factor in? Is that going to change going into, you know, next, you know, springtime or whenever that would be? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, do you, do you have a destination or a lot in mind that you've secured? I do. Um, and, I've, and I've talked to a couple of realtors. They're my friends. They're realistically telling me a house from a year from now is going to cost me twenty more thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They yep. say in a year from now than it would be today. You know, and I'm, I'm I, Lee. I agree. I hate to agree with him, but the the track record we've had the last couple of years does show that new construction is yeah. going up anywhere from four to eight percent, right with the existing houses. So in that perfect storm, if you're upgrading, it's going to cost you a lot more if you wait. You know, if you do just do the math on it. So if you're looking at a four hundred or a five hundred thousand dollar purchase and that's going up at that percentage, obviously is it it's growing twice as fast as your house that's worth two or three hundred thousand, right? You know, as it grows. Right. The other thing I'd highly recommend you do is when you're in an eminent domain situation, you hire an attorney that actually can represent you and some of your neighbors to take a look at there's I've been in situations where it's been very friendly. The county comes in mm-hmm. or the city will come in and they make you an offer and then you realize the neighbor got a little bit more than you. And I'm saying protect yourourself. So you're in an unusual situation. Hire the specialist, and and I think you'll you'll absolutely protect yourself. And if you're considering building that that home right now, how strong is that deal with the eminent domain? You right. know, does that if that uh, takes a year or two and you know. check in hand is usually the best. All right, everybody, hang on. We'll t- take this quick break. Be right back. If you have a real estate question, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll grab some text messages when we come back as well. Uh, that number is 81807. Good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on CCO. Uh, Andy is with, uh, well, he's got some special guests, but Chris, just yeah. to remind people who are looking for him, he's uh, watching his son play American football in yeah. Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, kind of sounds cool. In the meantime, yes, it <laughs> is. a fun Andy. t-shirt. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great city. Uh, I tell you what, we've got texters. But before we get yeah. some of these, should we let our uh, our guests uh, give some information about themselves? Well, sure. You know, we had uh, nice enough for uh, Jeff Schultz to come in today from uh, Remax Advantage Plus. Jeff, uh, people that are looking to get a hold of you out in the West Metro, how do we find you? How do we see your portfolio stuff? 
Uh, they can reach us at 952-442-1040. And if it's specific to Waconia, they can find us at waconiaexperts.com, waconiaexperts.com. Gotcha. Cool. Now we also have Laura Falk with us. Laura, how do we get a hold of you with a first-time homebuyer questions? or? Yes, call or text my direct line, 651-380-4755. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about me, I go to bit.ly backslash Laura Falk Remax. Nice. Now we've got Ben Smothers. Local I, baseball star too. We didn't. Yeah, we did. Let's let's, let's embarrass. I mean, in a good way. Tell us a little bit about Ben. Well, Ben. Not only is he handsome, yeah, lifelong resident of Waconia. He's active in the community. He uh, plays for our local town team baseball, awesome ballpark. Just another tidbit about Waconia. It's a fantastic. Oh, so he's an all around guy. He's, he's active out there. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> How do you follow that, right? Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he knows the market well. He really knows the market well out there. I've been active, like Jeff said, a lifelong resident of the Waconia and Carver County area, so I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on uh, that area out there. But, yeah, if people want to reach me, my uh, cell phone's 952-210-0505. Awesome. Well, cool. All right, did you? All right. We have some text messages. We don't want to forget about those. Uh, how much does the fishing quality have on the pricing of Metro Lakes? I'll jump in and grab that. Absolutely, yeah. it does. Uh, Waconia, we've got every species of fish, and you know when you when you typically you know talk to somebody about Lakeshore, well, the, the first thing they do is they look at it every day, right? But if they want to use it, fishing is certainly one of those. And mm-hmm. Waconia and the surrounding lakes, I mean, they offer several different species, so I, I think it's important. Um, you know what the you know. Yeah, it definitely does. So know. let me ask you a question. Um, clarity of water, does that make a difference for you guys? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so usually those, you know, you want somewhat, the swimmer and the boating people want it clean and clear, and then the fisher crowd kind of wants a little combo, because otherwise it gets really, right, you get up to right. like, uh, what is it, Lake Selvia up there in Annandale, and you can see down like 30 feet into the water. Yeah, it's amazing. It makes it a little challenging. And uh, it, it gets to the point of where you, you look at it and they can't catch fish because the fish are yeah. literally watching them come across the lake in the boat. You know, yeah. So it's interesting. So what, let me ask you, uh, do you guys have any challenges with zebra mussels? We yet? do. We you do. do. They, how, uh, how has that been affecting it? Well, the, the clarity of the water is Goes increased. Up. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, certainly, it can pose challenges when you're, you know, they, they cling to just about every surface there is. So at the end of the year, when you pull that boat out, it's uh, certainly some extra work. But have uh, you seen it affect property values? No, we no, have not. not. I was going to say the same thing. No. Even Alex, we've got guys in Brainerd, Cross Lake, Alex, that are in our network of guys and gals, and they they literally have all said it has not had any yeah, effect no. yet. I mean, when the milfoil craze, you know, happened, what it was that 25 years ago, people were, you know, up in a flurry about that, you know, Eurasian water milfoil, and now you rarely hear that's talked about, and it's, you know, common in so many of our lakes. Mm-hmm. Here's another one for you guys. Uh, do sellers ever have a pre-check slash assessor come before putting the house on the market so things can be fixed beforehand? What do you think, Laura? Some people choose to do a home inspection before they list. Um, I know some realtors do talk about that as an option just so that they understand. Maybe let's take care of a few of these things, you know, prior to putting it on the market so that we don't have to have, you know, lengthy conversations come a buyer inspection, you know, after that purchase agreement. So just having some of those items, you know, completed so that there's less surprises. And I think it depends on age of home or what you're looking at there. You know, generally we see that a pre-home inspection on something that's maybe a little bit older or might have some of those concerns we talked about earlier, furnace, roof. What do you think, Ben? Well, one thing with that question, um, I noticed you said assessor, and I I hear a lot of people get assessor and appraiser um, confused and Mm -hmm. mixed up a lot. So an assessor works for the county. The appraiser is typically hired by the mortgage lender to 
um, appraise the property to make sure it's a good investment for the bank at the same time. Sure, sure. Good point. Good good point. Mm -hmm. Let's grab a phone call before we run out of time. Pat's calling from Austin. Uh, Pat, what's your question? Well, my question is I have a higher-end house to sell, and would it be wise to sell it furnished, or would it be wise to sell it on contract for deeds so uh, a younger person can purchase it? Do you you know real quick, Pat? Um, the house is it is it on a recreational lake or is it in a in a like an activity based area? It butts up to a river. Okay, so it somebody might be buying it as a second home or as a uh, uh, pot. It probably primary home. Okay. Primary home. Okay. Yeah, it's over five thousand feet on each level. Oh, okay. My goodness. Go ahead. Jeff. I would really jump in and say you know if you can. You know, offer the home for sale, staged, furnished, definitely to your advantage. Yep. Um, you know, I'd still encourage you to use the services of a you know a staging consultant to come over and let you know what to keep around and you know how to display that room. That's probably really so smart. I, yeah, I would I definitely would lean that way. And then you know, if you if you're willing and able to sell it on a contract for deed, I just think it opens up that many more doors well, to for buyers. Well, I was going to say that it really is two separate, completely separate items. I mean, right. when you sell a house furnished, you know, obviously you're going to be giving some of your furniture away at that point. I mean. So if you have some of the really, you know, the stickney couches and the whatevers that are out there, really expensive stuff, and then you go to sell it, a staging, they appreciate it, but buying it, it's usually pennies on the dollar. So right. unless you don't have a place to, to sell it, you might be better mm-hmm. off having an estate sale with that furniture in there after you get an offer on the house so you can raise some more capital. Yes. I'd say as a reseller with a contract for deed, the challenge that you're going to have is getting someone to give you enough of a deposit mm-hmm. to satisfy you and then to sit in a mortgage position on that property. And usually they mature and two to three to, you know, whatever, maybe up as many as five years, but you still have to find a healthy enough of a buyer that when that house doesn't appraise, so let's say it's a million and a half dollars, I have no idea, I'm making that number up, but it, and there's nothing in the air that supports it, you're going to have to find a buyer healthy enough to, to cover that or get a local bank convinced that it's a good investment. All right, we have uh, exactly 60 seconds to go. How about a real quick answer before we head out of here? House in Brooklyn Park for sale, not mine, Texas says. Saw on Zillow, major fire damage, unlivable. Would people be wise in buying it and rebuilding? Sure. You know, I'd take a look at it. Yeah, that's right in your area, Andy. Yeah, it's right in my wheelhouse. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of it, but I definitely would want to go in and do an inspection on that, bring the professionals in and make a true assessment. Are you really buying a lot or are you buying an asset that can be rebuilt? Yeah, all right, thank you, uh, Laura, Ben, Jeff. Thanks for uh, coming in to today. Here, Thanks for Andy. having us. Next the holiday weekend, next weekend, right? Yeah, holiday. we'll still be here. Yeah. Let's, try be to, here. let's try to see you out in Waconia this summer, Denny. All right, <laughs> yes, I'll be there. I'm looking for those good restaurants, first of all. Uh, but we'll, we'll uh, in the meantime, we'll see you next week, one week from today, we'll, yep. uh, and, and uh, Chris will be back. We'll have him back with good some day. good stories, I hope. Excellent. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.